What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for, I don't know, the first week of September. I don't know what the date is. We're recording really early because I'm going on vacation. Uh, whatever the Tuesday is. <laughs> <laughs> August 29th. Yeah, August 29th. Really? It's only the 29th? Oh, right, because Mario Plus Rabbids comes out that this, yes. this day. It's out today. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and yeah. alongside me, as always... That retro code, Edward Varnell, still sick. Hello, Eric. Everybody, I might be down in that voice, but I'm always super pumped for Nintendo news and talking all about Nintendo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yes. Ed, you said you played a lot of games today, sort of. Yes, I would. So. What'd you play? What'd you play? Uh, today? Uh, played a little bit more of Project X Zone to I I think I'm gonna finish that first before Dragon Quest Eight. Um, hopefully next week I'll be picking up Arrow Oasis. I really want that game so bad. I'm ready to dive into that game. Uh, but I've been playing East Origins for PlayStation Four. Um, I was stuck at this one point part trying to figure out what the heck to do, and they didn't explain it, but I did get for a little bit further. Um, so I'm like uh, probably one fourth done with that game. Uh, uh, played a little bit of Mass Effect, Andromeda, uh, took about three steps, and then paused and went to two for some unknown reason. Uh, but I will be playing more of that. But uh, pretty much uh, Project X Zone. And uh, <clears throat> E2 is what I've been playing. Um, went back to Horizon Zero Dawn, um, doing it the new game plus on easy. Uh, I think I'm probably gonna end up finish this game quicker. Uh, and then uh, like later on, I'm going to be hooking up my Wii U and getting some more Paper Mario Color Splash and taking uh into it. Uh, get that start started working on. Um. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to finish my Wii U catalog and like play everything that I got for the system, um, because I'm not saying that Xbox and PlayStation Four don't got nothing to offer. Like I still gotta pick up the new, um, uh, the new Untreated. Um, so hopefully when I get my Switch, I could get uh, rabbits and uh, some other games and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that. Like Asian Verge. Uh but getting ready to like start working Wii U titles and getting them down. Like some of the uh online ones. Because I really need to finish Muscle Hunter Ultimate. Um Muscle Hunter 3 Ultimate. I really need to finish that. And I, I just have so much fun with that game. Um that's like my kind of like my Dark Souls Bloodborne that's easier to get into and just like with um and then after that hopefully when i get my wii u collection uh be finishing up some old xbox one games and i'm I'm thinking of like kind of doing a list of not when i brought them but when all of them been released and then just working on with that it's like i have witcher 3 on xbox one and ps4 but i want to be able to get through those games uh like quickly um because I just have a desire to play a lot of role-playing games, and um, I want to get get that stuff done. But what about you, Corey? What's been up? What you been playing? Uh, 
I mean, I haven't really played anything since uh, we recorded the last time. Uh, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to beat Horizon. I'm like, uh, when this goes up, I'll be on vacation, but I'm really going to try to beat it before vacation. Uh, you know, I think I'm only a couple hours away, uh, but we'll we'll see. I, I played a little bit of uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone during break today. And uh, I, oh, I, nice. I still really like that game. I just, I don't play it often because I usually have my 3DS with me if I want to play Fire Emblem. Yeah. So I'll just usually play it on that. Uh, but I mean, when I'm at work, I only, I only had like, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes today break to eat. And, and I was just like scrolling and I couldn't find anything that I wanted to read or listen to or anything. So, I I just played some Fire Emblem and it's still really good. I mean, it's it's Fire Emblem. It's really basic Fire Emblem, but it's still Fire Emblem. Still plays well. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of orbs for some reason from all these events that I missed, so I bought some uh, character packs and I got some three and four star heroes that I'm gonna start using. Uh, but I I really like it. It's a really well made phone game and it's a really generous free-to-play game uh you know you can you can spend money on orbs and stuff if you want but it's it's a very generous game and and you know i think nintendo could have been a little bit more aggressive about you per being able to purchase stuff uh but you know yeah. they they are really generous so uh the summer event just happened and there's there's a bunch of costumes that were uh kind of uncharacteristic of nintendo i'm just gonna put it that way <laughs> but uh mm. you know i i've been listening to uh the what's good games podcast uh it's a bunch of, uh -huh. of girls who who used to work at, at websites and stuff in the industry and are now doing their own kind of uh patreon startup type thing and uh it's a really good podcast I think I, I, what i think i've seen that on uh twitter yeah i know there was a, a uh, girl uh group who just like started their podcast yeah uh <laughs> and uh so that i i actually really really like that show uh we can we can talk about reasons later but like they <laughs> they call they call fire emblem heroes the <laughs> The horny casino nintendo's horny casino after the summer event <laughs> and i was like well i mean it's anime and there's a lot of female characters so like i'm sure there's some semi subject sub suggestive uh costumes just because of that yeah. but it's nintendo i'm sure some of it's going to be censored uh, uh at least a little bit at least here uh no no there's uh yeah, I mean, if you guys, if if you listeners are looking, want to look it up, you can you can look it up. But there's like uh, s string bikini costumes, some busty babes. Uh, yeah, there's one there's one costume where the one chick is like wearing this string bikini and she's holding watermelons next to her boobs, and it's really disturbing. Yeah, and it's just like, why do those watermelons look so small? <laughs> so. And and it goes both ways too, though, because like the the guy characters are like, it's just they're just 
ripped and they have like uh you know swimming trunks yep that's yep and uh, some of the areas of the swimming trunks are bulgy but that's yeah it's i mean well you know i mean i i i'm 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 kind of glad nintendo's just like leaning into the audience that wants it but it was just something it was just really weird for me to like it was just really weird to see something published by nintendo with all this in it because like i don't know it was just weird it it's not that i'm like against it it's just like oh hmm because they took the sliders out of xenoblade (laughs) when you're creating a female character in xenoblade x and like they took the 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 sliders out to make like the chest region bigger or smaller for the american version of the game it was just surprising Mm -hmm. to see that here so well it's it's a cultural thing with nintendo japan than it is here you know we'll see stuff like that and we even like get it from that company even though sometimes we're able to handle it but they think of kids also and you know they're thinking business of them being a uh, family friendly company here in America uh, we take stuff like that and do fan art and depending on the sites that you go there's some there's some art that's very risky uh, I should say so definitely see it in the actual video game <coughs> definitely with the of America just being like okay this you know, we you guys know what's at. We know some of you are tacos and uh, people who are really into. We know you guys can handle this stuff. I think it's really cool that they do it. Um, definitely with the summer editions. Of course, they're gonna have ridiculous swimsuits, swim trucks. Of course, things are gonna be exaggerated. It's anime. It's part of the culture. Um, some of it might be a little bit too much, but uh, it's extra step for Nintendo because, like you said, they are heavily in, you know, with their censorship because uh, they're just thinking about their business and, you know, have uh, they kind of have something I cannot think of it where they uh, protect um, starts with an R. I can't think of it right now. You know, they got to kind of protect their identity, and their, their business, and their reputation. That's it. They got to protect their reputation by uh, making sure that things are censored and just done right. But, you know, along with this freedom or Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on uh, mobile, I think that's cool to mix. Um, Maybe in the future, you know, um, I always feel like Nintendo America should release two versions. Like, I, I think they should release a sister version and an unsister version. <coughs> Where the unsister version, you know, you, you have a, a My Nintendo account and your My Nintendo account has to be at a certain age in order to buy that game. And if, you know, you can't just be like changing your age just to buy it. And stuff because they're gonna be like, well, you are you're 13 years old now. You jumped up to 17, you know that's kind of questionable, like that. Yeah, yeah. I you just, uh, I just, it was just, it just caught me off guard because the first pack I opened was this like, 
you know, and I, I, I know it's a cultural thing and like, I'm glad Nintendo's kind of letting up the reins a little bit on this stuff. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like I want like boobs slamming up against my TV screen or anything. You know, it's not like right that kind of stuff. It, it, it's just not only just, not only like this stuff, but the stuff that they're doing you know, with Minecraft and doing crossplay and in Rocket League and and all these other things, you know, playing nice with the other consoles and PC, like, and and Fire Emblem Heroes too is like it's showing that Nintendo is kind of, I I guess quote getting with the times and like catching up and and you know really let and kind of letting loose a little bit you know there there there's still some issues and they're still like treating some of their products differently like the super nintendo fiasco uh you know i i'm not worried because i feel like th they've made it clear that there's going to be more stock <laughs> you know they're just trying to do pre-orders like whatever but you know it really shows that they're kind of letting up the reins they're not really protecting kids as much as they used to like you know they're they're seeing that an adult audience wants nintendo and you have yes. to cater to your audience and a lot of you know the 16 to 24 year old dem demographic is really into this type of stuff like the anime stuff and the that that what we're seeing in Fire Emblem Heroes and even like the older demographic too, the 24 to I guess what 35 would be the next demographic like that people want this kind of stuff and it's not because they want to go like hide in the bathroom for 20 minutes to play this game you know it's it's just part of the culture and they want to experience the culture it's why so many people want to take trips to Japan it's why you know they want to experience the culture and letting some of the Embracing the Japanese culture is, is really good for Nintendo. So, I, I think uh, for a lot of people here in America, though, is that you gotta, you you kind of gotta, and I think people you should look at books and listen to podcasts. Um, you gotta understand the anime culture, and you gotta understand uh, why certain anime, like the Penny anime. Is and stuff like that. Why males and sometimes some females dig that that kind of stuff, and why is it's important when they show it in <coughs> show it in America that it's uncensored. Now, now hentai is completely something different. Um, that that's a whole nother subject, and we're going to keep it kind of a little bit PC um, here on the show, but uh. It, if you if you don't understand the references and you don't understand why uh, designers and creators uh, put their their characters in these outfits and stuff, you won't understand why people in America who are big anime fans want that. You know, yeah. The dude bros are never gonna get it. They're, they're gonna be like, why is this big titty girl or big budge guy like? with the hairy chest and stuff why is this so important you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah but i mean that's that's what i've been playing and so. and it's still really good and i really like the fire emblem characters a lot and, you know especially because fire emblem awakening i got 
I got a Luci I got a four star Lucina today, and I was pretty excited. Uh, Lucina is one of my favorite Fire Emblem characters, and it took it took me a. Lo <laughs> I mean, since the game came out, you know, I've been playing off and on. Uh, since it came out, less recent, less more recently, but like, finally got a Lucina, and it got me really into the game again because I'm like, I get to use one of my favorite characters, and so it's it's a good time. It's a uh, I like yeah. it. So, I mean, it's free. If you have a smartphone, you should download it. It's free. It's fun. Uh, so. Now, now Nintendo gave me a 2D beat-em-up side-scroller. I love Warriors. I'm picking it up. But I, I want to play Kron with his sword, and I want to beat folks up. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Uh, well, Ed, you want to get into some of the news since we recorded yesterday? There's a little bit of news that we can report on. Uh, actually, actually, I'm actually really excited when you when you messaged me this. I was like, "What? I'm I'm into this." So, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yes, everybody. So, if you have been catching up with the news by the time you guys uh, watch this podcast. Uh, uh, Secret of Mana is getting a remake, but it's not coming to Switch. Um, this game is going to be out in February 2018, going to be on PS4 and PS Vita. And I was telling Corey that even though we're not getting it for Switch, I am happy that the remake is happening. Um, the map that they're using, like their mini map, is the Super Nintendo version of the game. Um, hopefully with this remake, that they put in the missing con uh, missing content because uh, in the regular Super, uh, Secret of Mana, uh, people didn't know that it was for the PlayStation, C uh, the Super PlayStation, which was going to be the Super Nintendo's uh, CD attachment that uh, they were working with on Sony. Uh, so Secret of Mana was going to be a part of that where it's going to have animated cutscenes, uh, voice acting, and there was going to be uh, extra parts in the dungeons. But because uh, those plans fell through, Secret of Mana, Super Nintendo, a lot of that uh, got cut. Uh, so that's why if you have played it and you go into some rooms and it's kind of blocked off and it's empty, that was the missing content. <clears throat> so definitely with this remake, um, they'll be able to add... Uh, They'll, be, they'll definitely be able to add that portion. So I'm hopefully they're doing it. I'm definitely picking it up as a day one purchase um, overnight. Um, I believe the engine, the way that it looks like, it looks like they're using like Lost Sphere and uh, um, the other uh, indie Suna. game that they use. I have said sooner. Uh, yeah. It looks like they're using that engine, but this is one that's going to be a top-down uh, fighting, uh, top-down action adventure game roleplay. Um, I don't know if they're how they're doing the magic to this game, uh, because on Super Nintendo you had freeze and pause the game to use the magic. You had to keep doing it over and over to level up that magic. Um, the orbs that you get. Um, those orbs will um, they'll tell you what weapon they go to so you'll go to the uh, <clears throat> you'll go uh, and get that orb for that weapon and get it uh, um, get it in infused so that uh, when you level up 
up that web and you'll be able to do that special attack when you hold. Um, so, uh, yeah, the blacksmith. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll see how if they add anything new or um, how it's going to how it's going to look. Uh, they they showed a little bit of the gameplay, but they haven't shown like. I don't know how far in development they are uh, because it is kind of a 20, 25 hour game on the Super Nintendo but I don't know for this one if they're going to extend it longer with side quests and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks really so, good. I think it I think it looks really good. I It reminds me of the art style that they've been using for Dragon Quest the last mm-hmm. few games. Uh I wish this game was coming to Switch and like I think I think it might come eventually. It's just right now they're like, hey, we're focusing on PlayStation platforms and what Steam, I think they said. So uh, mm-hmm. I think and, and def- I I just and def- yeah. Oh sorry. We got a lot of oh go ahead, Corey. No, no I, go ahead. I wasn't really gonna say anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, I I was just gonna add that um, there is a lot of Square Enix games coming to Switch. And I know they said they got something still major to announce. Uh, we Like we, we talked about uh, last week's show about Final Fantasy 15, and we don't know if that's going to be on mobile or anything. So we're still waiting on that announcement. Uh, we're getting Lost Fear. Uh, we're still waiting for the announcement if we're going to get the uh, set, sets in the Seku uh, collection, which is pretty much the sequel of Mana collection. We don't know if we're getting that. Uh, it could come down the line. It, it literally could be like, okay, we got exclusively on PS4 and here for the summer in June at E3, they could announce that sequel of Mana remake on Switch. And it could just be like a downloadable title. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be physical just yet or how much it's going to cost uh, for PlayStation and Vita. Uh, but I'm I'm super stoked. I'm really and I I was selling uh, Moose and Jason uh, that Sony won uh, February 2018 by getting Secret of Mana. Uh, so uh, and uh, Moose hit me back and said, "Yeah, it's coming to Vita also." And I think that's a very smart move. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a game that I, I, I'm not mad of whatever console get it. Like Even like Okami HD coming to one of PS4, I'm just glad that it's coming out. Definitely for Xbox players who never picked it up to give this game a try. I, I think Okami HD and Secret of Mana are phenomenal games and no matter if it could, don't come to Switch or not it's a game that deserves to be in your library and that deserves to be played so hopefully you Nintendo listeners if you got a Playstation 4 hopefully you are ready to pick this game up or really to give willing to give it a chance yeah did you see the did you see this collector's edition <laughs> this collector's edition looks really cool of which of Secret of Mana. It comes with a art uh, uh, it comes with an art book, a pop up uh like a kid's pop up book, three li- the f- three figurines of the th- main characters, a soundtrack and uh DVD a Blu-ray of uh where what is it? I think it's like a like a documentary thing. Oh that's cool. Yeah, it's I think it's like what like 150 bucks i think 
I don't know. So, it, it looks really probably. Cool. I mean, it looks really cool, but uh, yeah. The pop-up book is cool though. So, uh, but yeah, I yeah, I think uh, this. Uh, I I would be surprised if this game wasn't ported to Switch at some point. But I mean, if you own a PlayStation, I'd go ahead and get it now. You know. So. I hope you could change the colors of Flammy. I like them yellow. I don't like version of them. No disrespect or anything. He just doesn't look right. Uh, look, goodness. He looks better yellow from uh, um, from the Super Nintendo one, but uh, or golden, I should say. But yeah, yeah. So, um, we got more news. Uh, there's just tons, tons of gaming now. It, I was like we, like I was telling Corey, it feels like every day there's a new announcement being announced. Um, and there are a lot of indies, um, for Switch that's being announced and that's coming out. Um, there will be more physical games coming out, like cartridge games, um, in the future. So we're just waiting for some announcements to come out. Um, but for this one, Moon Hunters bring Miss. Mesopotamian multiplayer made him to switch. Um, if, <clears throat> if if you think of uh, like a pixelated bit um, um, Hydrolite Drifter, if you think of it that way, um, uh, uh, this is what that is, but it's, it's a multiplayer uh, action role-playing game. Um, it is available for PS4. I have played it, and I have had a ton of fun um, they announced it today, actually, on uh, uh, August 25th uh, that they announced it. So uh, you guys can check it out. Uh, the game launched on Steam last year, um, but the Switch uh, the Switch version will include the Eternal Echoes DLC, which um, features the Snow Dancer player character, the One Voice Village uh, Snow Biome, new enemies, and over a dozen new random uh, encounters, um, as well as three exclusive new companions to find it in the world. Bao, B-A-U, the familiar dog, Link Z, uh, or Lynx High, the familiar Stroom, and Dumbo, the familiar Snow Monkey. So, uh, um, this will be be adding more uh kind of more content uh to this game so uh if you guys are interested you can check out the video on youtube or if you played it on playstation 4 and steam um you know this would definitely if you guys got a switch would definitely be a game good game to go you know you can meet up with folks and play you know uh play old school style and have a fun <coughs> Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. But Tecmo, oh my goodness, what the heck did Tecmo do? Man, uh, Tecmo announced Kobe. every Warriors game they ever had coming to Switch. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, to mark Omega Force's 20th birthday, publisher Kobe Tecmo is rebooting some of the most famous entries in the War Series on the Nintendo Switch. On November 9th, the Switch will be getting Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires, Sh- Samurai Warriors, Spirit of Sonata, and Warriors Orochi in both digital and physical form. Uh, these titles are all confirmed for Japan at present, but given the popularity of the franchise in the West, we hope that local will be forthcoming. Uh, 
So it, it is only going to be on Japan for right now. But Kobe Tecmo is has sold well with Hybrid Warriors. They're doing the Fire Emblem Wars. That's probably going to also sell well. So it's a no-brainer that Kobe Tecmo, which is you know done good business with Nintendo, they have been getting a lot of praise with with Nintendo. That they will bring those games here to the West. I would love to play these games on the go. Um, one level could actually take my whole train ride to Indiana, and I'm like, oh, I'm done with the level. Oh, I'm getting ready to go see Larry. Um, and then probably three or four levels would be the same thing when I go see Corey. Uh, but hopefully they do bring it over to a. It would be such a cool game, such yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. But good on, um, good on, uh, Covid Techmo. Congratulations to them on 20 years on these ga- on the Mega series. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm really excited. I'm probably gonna get most of, if not all of them, because like I am excited for Fire Emblem Wars, and those games are just fun to just mess around in and just kind of like if you, it's, I mean they're dumb, they're not like super <laughs> deep or anything, but it's fun to go in and like be like, oh, I'm one dude and I'm taking out a hundred guys right now, and so I mean it's just. It's really yes. fun. So I'm probably going to get a one or two of them. Uh so I just got to I just got to decide which one it is. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Mm, yes. Yes. Awesome. Um moving on to the next game I got to announce. Um The Bridge will bring MC Escher's Inspire Puzzles to Switch soon. Um The Bridge was a surprisingly fun experience when it was released on the Wii U eShop back in 2015 to Critical Acclaim. For some reason I've never heard of this game. Yeah, um but the game is a 2D logic puzzle game. Yeah. Uh the game is a 2D logic puzzle game that forces a player to reevaluate preconceptions of physics and perspective. Uh, folks over at the Quantum Astrophysics Guild are now bringing the bridge to the Switch. It will be available to download on September 9th for if you guys live in Europe, £8.99, and here in America, I think it's £9.99. Um, the bridge identifies game as an art form with beautifully hand-drawn art in the style of a black-and-white Graph. Uh, did you miss the bridge for summer? Oh, that and then just add, ask that qu- question. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, the way that it looks, it kind of has a cut vibe to it, <clears throat> but you know, it looks like you kind of have you may have to move the world around to uh to solve it. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out on YouTube to see a video. But uh, I just didn't hear it on Wii U. But I'm down. I love puzzle games. I'm down for picking this one up. Which, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll probably be checking it out too. I can't. I missed it on Wii U. Like I, I, I kind of want to check this out, like on a YouTube or something. Now, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I should know what this game is, and I don't. And it's bothering me. Oh man. Well, Ed, are there any is there any more news? Yes, there's just two more stories. Azura struck a gunfo in a yes! sequel uh that where standouts on 3DS eShop, but 
the striker pack is coming to Nintendo Switch eShop, but in, it's also coming in cartridge form. Um, so I'm super excited about this. It seems that uh, I think it's is this the one that they put both games together. I think Azure Striker Gunfall and the sequel. I think uh, this is it. Um, that they put them together, and I, so I, now I think both games are coming to Switch on one cartridge. Um, there is no price yet, um, and I don't see a release, but they said that there's no Switch tax. So the cart is going to cost the same as the digital. Um, so you guys would be able to check that out. Um, definitely, I I've picked up the first one on my 3DS, uh, and I haven't picked up the second one yet. But now that they're coming to Switch, I'm definitely gonna get the Striker Pack. Yeah, I I have both of them on on 3DS, <laughs> and uh, I got the new one, uh, Mighty Gun Volt Burst, which is really good, and it's only ten bucks. If you don't own it already on Switch, you should. You should spend the ten bucks and play it because it's awesome. Uh, it's like a it's like Mega Man, but with RPG elements and a ton of customization. Uh, so you should check it out. And uh, Beck from Mighty Number no. Nine is in it, and it's probably the game Mighty Number no. Nine should have been, <laughs> honestly. It, uh, but, yeah. But I mean, like, it's really, really, really good. Uh, and like these games were really good on 3DS too. But like every time I played one on my 3DS, I'm like. Like, the, this art style is so good, I wish I could play it on my TV, and now that it's coming to Switch, I'll be able to play it in HD, either in handheld mode or on the TV, and, like, I can't wait to see this art style in HD, because it's so cool, and it's really, really good. It's got a it's got a real Mega Man X vibe to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think you should... <clears throat> everybody should check this out, for real. And I... I I'm pretty excited it's getting a physical cart. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting that because they had already announced it. And then, you know, just like a week, like th this past week, they announced, hey, uh, it's out on the 31st of August and you're getting a physical cart, too. And I'm just like, oh, see, see. And I, uh, when I was when I was talking to you, uh, I didn't know that uh, they were bringing it to Switch. I only just knew it from a 3DS. Uh huh. Yeah, I they when was it? It was like after E3, maybe like two weeks after E3, they they had already announced the 3DS version. They said, "Yeah, we're working on a Switch port too." Yeah. So, oh, okay. I'm, uh, so much was going through E3. Oh, that, I know. There's so know. much. I mean, I'm sure we <laughs> we both missed a ton of stuff. Still missed it. But yes. Uh, but. Everybody who's been keeping up with the news, Gamescom 2017 seems that it's came to an end, like uh, it's closing up. There might still be news coming out. Um, I don't know if they still have any more days and stuff, but congratulations to Super Mario Odyssey. It walked away with a lot of Gamescom's award. Um, it actually won Best Console Game for Nintendo Switch. Um, it beat out FIFA 18 and Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, it got Best Action Game, which beat out Call of Duty, World War II, Destiny 2, Middle League, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, it won Best Family Game, which beat uh, Ankai Overdrive, Fast and Furious Edition, Lego Marvel Super Superheroes 2, Life is Strange, Nino Kuni 2. Um, 
Also, Metroid Samus Return won Best Mobile Game. It beat out Danger Mouse, The Danger Games. Um, and it all, and also Mario and Rapids Kingdom Battle walked away with the Best Strategy Games Award. Um, you know, and they actually went up against Asian Empires, Ancestors, Total War, Warhammer 2, and Tropical 6. Um, so um, you guys can check out more of the awards at uh, metro.co.uk to uh, actually get a list or any website that, that posted a list right there. But yeah, congratulations to Nintendo and uh, Super Mario Odyssey for winning uh, all those awards. Um, it also took uh, Best of Gamescom and Most Wanted Consumer Award Um for 2017 so that's amazing that's awesome so congratulations to like i said nintendo and to super mario odyssey and the teams i mean working on that game nintendo's really cleaning up man <clears throat> they're having a good year nintendo is having a <laughs> some would say a banner year you know they're they're killing it so yeah i mean i mean in most places i'm sure zelda will be winning game of the year almost single-handedly you know, I, I really do feel that way. Like the only people that <laughs> probably aren't going to vote for it as game of the year are the people who haven't played it. I'm yes. Like, I know there's a few people that aren't really into the open world aspect of Zelda and kind of wanted to go back to <laughs> the linear kind of style it was. And like, you know, I could see them doing that at some point, but you know, I I just think I think like this is the best Zelda. I think that this this is my favorite Zelda game, and this is probably one of one of if not my favorite game of all time. Like I I absolutely love this game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I I agree a hundred percent with you. Um, I know there's going to be a battle between Horizon and Breath of the Wild. Um. Mm-hmm. And so when we have that game in your discussion, we'll probably be breaking up points. But I have to say, it's gonna it's gonna go to Breath of the Wild because guess what? We are ever since that game has been released, people are still talking and playing Breath of the Wild. People are still picking it up. I think well, people are still trying to find switches, and people, you know, people who don't have switches and skipped Wii U haven't played it yet. Like. I think that works to the game's benefit is like in its case to win game of the year is because like people are still like people will be getting switches the next couple months and the first game they're going to pick up probably is Zelda you know until Mario comes out like Zelda is the killer app for the switch (laughs) and like I think that's I think that helps people continue the conversation about this game that people are still playing it. People are just starting it now. People will be starting it in a month, two months, three months down the road, Christmas time. And 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 I feel bad for Horizon because it got stuck as a February game. And anyone who wants to talk about it or anyone who wants to replay it, they have to wait to the DLC to find interest back into that game. That didn't happen with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you could you could talk about the problems with the season pass and everything, but people were still finding stuff in just the main game and discussing it. And when you keep when you have when a game does that where the discussion and the gameplay is still going on, that leads to reasons on why it's game of the year. Mm-hmm. You know. 
<laughs> but yeah. but it, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. And I, I must just say this: if, if, if Horizon wins Game of the Year for 2017 over Zelda, or if they tie, or vice versa. Well, I'm sure I'm sure they'll both win their fair share of Game of the Year awards. Yeah, like I I'm, I I can't see honestly any other game unless Mario is the greatest Mario game. Like, those are the three games I could see, like, really battling it for a game of the year. Like, yes. I mean, I I see potential in Mario Odyssey, but, you know, I don't, I don't think just the way Zelda presented itself and the way it was handled and the way it came out, launching with a new system, people still picking it up, people still playing it. Like, Mario's not going to have that conversation. Just because, like, there's right. gonna, there will be an install base at that point. There will be, you know, people like, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just not going to have the conversation that Zelda has had. Which, which, you know, people... which, which sucks because, like, I'm sure Mario's going to be great and Horizon's great, <coughs> but at the same time, PlayStation's been out for four years and you can find one every year, everywhere. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. people are still trying to find switches and this is the game they're buying with it and 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 nintendo i i actually say that nintendo has been good stocking stores with a lot of switches and so it's it's been people feel like it's been slowing down but it's been at a steady pace of people be like oh you guys got a switch they come in and they buy it, mm-hmm. you know and and that's and that's good um uh, when it comes to super mario odyssey when that game comes out and we have that discussion about it um, and probably for game of the year, we'll have that discussion. It's, it's going to you. I, I see that's this Zelda change a whole genre, and that delay did it did it justice. And it it, it it's the highest rated game in 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Super Mario Odyssey is probably going to be doing the same thing and if it ties up with uh with it, if it ties up with Zelda um I I'll be fine with that if it ties up with uh Horizon I'll be fine with that but we will see what happens when the game releases we'll we'll see the ratings we'll see how well it sells or how how much stock you know you know if it's if it does the attachment rate that Zelda did yeah then then Odyssey is a very big contender for Game of the Year, mm-hmm. um, and, and I know we haven't we you know we might be talking a lot about about Game of the Year, uh, but 2017 has just been a stellar year across all the boards. I don't care if, if people want to say Xbox One didn't have nothing or anything like that. I'm like, there's been some great content on Xbox One too, so you cannot deny that. Um, there's been great uh, sighting content on ps4 and vita it's been great content on switch and 3ds and even with the last bit of wii u there's just been great content you know i think the two hardest uh, the two hardest discussions we're going to have is um what's the what's the top indie game of 2017 and what is the uh who wins game of the year zelda if super mario odyssey does it or if uh, 
Rising. Like, those three are going to be the same. I can't add Persona 5 because you have to be a certain kind of RPG fan and you have to... Uh, you have to be a fan of that series and of Atlas to understand why that game is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and and I'm sorry, everybody, you can't put Overwatch as game of the year. There's no way. Yeah, they I updated mean, the content. It's but already, it's it, already it, out, though. It came out last year. Right. Well, you know how the, the v, VGAs, how they did of like the Witcher Three, and I'm just like, uh, how in the heck did that win award? And that's been out. I know. You know, I'm like, you awarded the DLC. I'm like, that shouldn't count. So, uh, well, the VGAs we just make fun of anyway. Uh, I just like we into Twitter, uh, but it's going to be a, a big discussion. Yeah. And we pro- we're we'll probably have the top fifty games of. Uh, 2017 but it might actually be longer than that yeah so. i mean here's the thing when <laughs> when i out of all the games all the out, all the triple a like strong titles that came out this year <laughs> if like yeah mass effect andromeda is the worst game that came out this year so far it's a pretty good year you know because like yeah i mean Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda, what I played, like, I still want to go back to it eventually, was good. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, I mean, it, it had some issues, but it's it's a good it's a good game. It's not the original trilogy by any stretch of the imagination, but it is still a good game. But then you have, like, yes. Neo, Nier, Gravity Rush 2, which I'm going to start after Horizon, and I'm super stoked to, to play it. I actually have it sitting right here on my desk finally got it today. yeah i'm i'm gonna look, look for your gravity rush for a ps4 uh we didn't have it at my job so but i'm gonna look for it around here i know someone has it and i know it's not going to be expensive as it is online so i got you man yeah i i found one about a half hour from here at gamestop used and it's 50 bucks but I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to snag it or not, but like I, you know, the, the Horizon, Zelda, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, ARMS, Splatoon 2, uh, Halo Wars 2 even, like, I mean, there's so many decent games that came out this year, and it's just like, right. how is this fall going to beat it? And somehow, like, we still have, <laughs> we still have five months to go for game, four and a half months of games to go. <laughs> And we and we we still got Project Scorpio, um, not Project Scorpio. We got Xbox One X, um, coming out, and who knows? You know, those games may those games may grab uh, traction for that system if done right. You know? know, we haven't we haven't even got a chance to touch Destiny Two yet, uh, but if Destiny Two is somewhat satisfactory and surpasses what at what one did that's going to be a, a big contender for yeah. uh party for party for multiplayer shooter you know we still got a lot like you said we got a lot of ways to go um for this year and and i i do i do want to say though that like you said, Mass Effect Andromeda being the worst, I want to say it's the worst game of the year. It's very mediocre, but 
even a mediocre game could take game of the year, can be nominated, can still still show some promise. Um, we haven't even talked about a company who made a big comeback, and you it's going to be between Capcom and Konami. Look what look what Capcom did with Resident Evil Seven. And look what Konami did with Super Bomberman R. People who hated Konami because of what they did to Kojima went out and brought Super Bomberman R. And it, it might be average or decent, uh, but it showed props that Konami needs to bring their old school games back to Nintendo so they can start making profit. Mm-hmm. They don't have to now rely on Metal Gear. You know, Resident Evil 7 was a big gamble to change the format because all the uh, over-the-shoulder action-packed, you know, style of Resident Evil 4 just being, you know, repurposed in with a different splash of paint. That was getting bored. Mm-hmm. That was getting boring, and it was just, it, it just was no good no more. So for them to bring that first person and those scares and stuff, that's good for Capcom. It, you know, a lot of people really disgusted so you know the com- the japanese comeback between capcom and konami that's gonna be big that mm-hmm. really is gonna be now microsoft might get crap this year because of what they did with platinum and scalebound but i wouldn't say that you know that was too bad of of a um too bad of a situation it was just it was just a big letdown that things didn't work out with them yeah yeah, I. But hey, I'm just. Oh, go ahead. I'm just. I'm really excited for a lot of a lot of stuff that's coming out. Specifically, like Nintendo is. There's so much coming out, you know. Yes. I just. I, I'm. I just back to Zelda. I just. I don't know how long it's going to be before I play another game like that. Like, like I keep saying on this show and our other shows and every every other chance I get to be on someone else's show, I'm just like. Zelda, like, I hadn't felt a way about a game, like, that I felt about Zelda since Mario 64. Like, that's how much, like, this game has changed the way I view how maybe a game should be played. And, like, I'm not saying Zelda's perfect, because it's not. I did have some issues with it, but at the same Mm -hmm. time... Like, this was their first crack at an open-world game. Like, this was a solid foundation. It's the same thing I say about Horizon, right? It's like, this is their first crack at this type of game. This is an amazing foundation for Horizon and Zelda. These are amazing foundations. What's this next step going to look like? How are these games going to change? And, like, what are they going to add to these games to make them just, like, blow us out of the water again you know and right and, and like zelda what i what i would personally change would be like i kind of miss the old dungeons like I, I i don't i don't necessarily need them to be in order but like i did feel like the divine beasts were kind of like the weakest part of the game just because they were they all had the same gimmick you know you all you had to alter the map physically to change the dungeon mm-hmm. layout so you can make your way through right and like that was a cool idea but maybe only use that on one dungeon and maybe just insert some other cool puzzles 
because like <laughs> Zelda, yes. like <laughs> that team is the master at making environmental puzzles and the shrines show that yes. the shrines show that right but maybe incorporate some of that design into your dungeons the next time uh it's it for me it was just like they looked at a link between worlds took that as a blueprint and expounded on that greatly uh the the dungeons yes they did remove but you know, I I think if they do bring those dungeons and those mini dungeons that's separated from the shrines and the guardian beasts and stuff, I think each I think each dungeon and stuff or mini dungeon can tell a story of yeah. that world that Zel- that link is in. You know, so I mean they ha- they still have ideas and they know that with freedom. People will people will make their own way on how to play the game. Yeah, and and, and still drop in those little knickknacks and stuff that people could still go out in that world and find. You know. Yeah, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, right. But yeah, I it's going to be interesting to see how this fall plays out. I'm I'm really excited to get my hands on Xenoblade and Fire Emblem and yes, a lot of these indie games, a lot of these secondary games. Like there's, <laughs> I mean, there's this video going around that Games Gamespot posted or Gamespot, yeah, Gamespot posted of uh, there's this game called the first one's already out on PlayStation called Bride of Azure or something. And it's, uh-huh. it's a it's a JRPG kind of like something that NIS or uh, someone like that would would publish uh, yeah. here. XC. Yeah, it it kind of looks like one of those games. And they were <laughs> they posted a video that just said swimsuit warriors, and it was all these anime girls fighting like RPG, but in like skimpy bikinis and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I was. I've I've been looking at what RPGs are coming to Switch, and this RPG actually has a lot of deep mechanics. And the first game actually got really good reviews, so like I'm semi interested in this game. Uh, and then there is uh, what was the other one that I was interested in? Uh, that it's not Nintendo published. It's uh, shoot, what was the other game? Lost Fear. No, because I I know I'm getting that specifically. Uh, I gotta check. I gotta check my switch checklist that I have made here. Um, yes, and once again, Corey, thank you for that message of all the guys. I'm just like, good night. Yeah, those are that would be that list I sent you was like the games I'm trying to follow at least, even if I don't buy them right off the bat. Like those are games I'm following this year, and there's probably what 25, 30 games on that list alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what was that game? I can't find it. Uh, but anyways, was it the one by THQ Nordic? Uh, that, that Nintendo subbing them on. Uh, what game? What game's that? Wait, what game is that? Um, are you talking about Battle Chasers? I think so. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if Nintendo's helping them with it, but I am really interested in Battle Chasers. Uh, it's by it's by uh, 
the guy who created Dark Darksiders, uh, he did the main develop. He was the lead creator of uh, Darksiders one and two, and then yeah, most of that team left during the the THQ buyout thing that happened a couple years ago and formed their own studio, and uh, you know they're not obviously not working on Darksiders anymore, but they are doing Battle Chasers, and it's like a isometric top down RPG. Looks really cool. Uh, yeah. So that game, that game looks awesome, man. I can't, I can't find this other game. It's really bothering me. I think I forgot to write it down. I forgot to write it down. No. Oh. Uh, but anyways, did you see the new footage of Xenoblade Two? I, I, I heard of it. I didn't get to check they it out. Showed, I know it they showed, they showed off. They showed off like twenty-five more minutes at Gamescom about I, I, like. The different party members you can have in your in your party. Uh, one uh-huh. of the guys is like this big, like tanky guy. He looks really cool looking, and like he looks like he does a lot of damage. But uh, the way the battle system works, he's kind of slow, but he deals a lot of damage. Uh, man, I Xenoblade Chronicles Two is just uh, every time I see it, I can't believe that that game is running on a Nintendo console. Every time I see yeah. it. And they always make sure to show like either a giant monster flying through the environment or they show that giant uh, mountain monster move across the screen or they show the city in the sky flying through the clouds. Like they always show something that they they are making sure to tell you that, hey, this isn't your typical Switch game. This 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 game... Is huge. We have a lot of moving parts in this game, and you're gonna love it. I'm just like, ah, oh. every time I see it, I'm just like, how how are you building this game for this this device? Oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. And if you guys don't buy Xenoblade Chronicles two, shame on you. Oh, slap there, slap. There is a story that we definitely gonna have to talk about. Uh, it might not be long, uh, but. Did you see the story about the House Republicans posted about what the American Tax Code and the Legend of Zelda have in common? Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't read it because I don't, I don't want to, you know, give them the the kind of the time of day. But okay, but this is the weird thing. So they talked. To, they said the the, uh, the only thing they have in common is the date, uh, the year that they came out. Uh, and they were trying to use it as a way to get people to, you know, vote for the tax code or do something, like getting people involved and stuff. The problem with all of this is that, and they took the story down, that even though Zelda and the tax code came out in 1986, they wrote that one year before when Nintendo came out as a business in 1985. And they started in 1889. Yeah, 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 I saw that. They got, and I was just like, wait, you guys try to use a video game to not only justify your agenda, but you got the company who made the game wrong? Like, y'all didn't do no kind of research? Yeah, it's just like, it's it's so stupid. I... mm. Yeah, yeah, dude. They 
every everybody on Twitter and Facebook, they dragged them down to the point they had they took it down and they did not post it up, but everybody still got screenshots uh posted about what they said. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> That's just that, I mean if you're gonna like do that, do your research, man. Just just do your research. <laughs> But I found that game I was looking for, by the way. It's a what is it? it's a tactical RPG called Prodigy. Uh it was kickstarted a couple years ago. Uh and they've got enough backers and they eventually found a publisher. Uh it's it's a tactical RPG in the in the vein of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh uh-huh. and there's a single player campaign and then you can take your armies online and battle other people which is a cool twist on that genre. So uh, it's, it, it's really cool. Uh, there's, there's actually two campaigns. There's uh, the, the Sorcerer Kings uh, and the Free People, and uh, you can choose which side you want. You can either be the Sorcerer Kings look like the bad guys because the Free People are runaway slaves and, soldier, and soldiers who escaped the, the Sorcerer Kings to build a rebellion against... Uh, the Sorcerer Kings. Uh, you can play either side and either capture the slaves to to re, <laughs> I guess, re-slave them or something. But uh, or you can play as the Rebellion and and overthrow the Sorcerer Kings. Um, so it it looked really cool. Uh, it has uh, it does have figures similar to Disney Infinity and Skylanders, but they're not uh-huh. they're not mandatory. Uh, so it's, it it looks pretty cool. It kind of has a painterly art style. Uh, but yeah, that was the other game I was looking for. It's not, it's not coming out till next year uh, apparently, but uh, still looks really cool. So what the heck? Uh... Switch saves GameStop. It seems that Nintendo Switch has boosted GameStop into the positive. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, GameStop uh, is kind of it, it's the first time their their uh, earnings have increased in like what what does it say like a couple years or something? Yeah, and it increased fourteen percent over. <laughs> this period last year because just because the switch came out <laughs> man wow and like i man i i don't even want to say anything you know how i up the ups and downs of my gamestop's experiences lately oh yeah we we have we've had discussions about that and it's it sucks because i like i i like the people there i like you know the people that i deal with the most of them like Right. Well, the three the three main people I deal with, I like, and I go there because of them. But GameStop as a whole, just really like, I don't know. They need to do something different, and I they need to evolve their pro players program. They need to do something because Best Buy and Amazon are like eating their lunch in terms of new game sales and pre ordering mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and. I mean, that's like their whole business almost, you know? I mean, they've branched out into like Game Trust and, and uh, Think Geek and, and stuff Think like Geek. that. But yeah. 
it's just man they can, can i give a shout out uh to uh gamers and geeks uh chris kiku kubiak um he did we do a little report on gamestop mm-hmm. so do check that video out on youtube on game games gamers and geeks.com i might have got it wrong but uh check i think it's the out. Other, i think it's the other way around geeks and geeks gamers yeah. I knew I got something wrong. Um, check out their daily news. Chris Kiku, Kubiak, he kills it. He his thing about GameStop was hilarious. I about them fell out laughing. But watch that video, you guys. Do check them out and subscribe to them on YouTube. So shout out to them. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a good dude. We need to we need to have him either. We need to get him back on something with us because he's he's a good dude and and you know he's he's put so <laughs> much work into that uh, the website and and his videos and you know he's uh, you know he's he's doing good work and and I'm actually really proud of him he's yes he's he's done a lot you know and even even with him having a baby and him being able to manage all that and still be this successful at what he's doing is like man i need to i need to take notes or something because you know he's he's doing it right man so uh you should you should check out you should check out super news on geeks and gamers uh either on their youtube page or their their website it's really good so uh it's funny because we actually had. I didn't know he ha- was doing that video. Yeah. And we were recording NGR. We had the same exact discussion that he was talking about. And uh-huh. as soon as we were done recording, he posted the video, or he had posted the video while we were recording. And I wish he would have been on that episode when we were talking about GameStop because uh, exactly because you know it it was it was so perfect you know but. Uh, but anyways, if you're watching this on, on Tuesday or something, check out our, our latest episode of NGR as well, because we, we talked a little bit about GameStop and kind of the frustrations we well that I was, have been experiencing because Matt and Moose kind of, Matt, Moose is pretty much all digital at this point, but Matt kind of orders everything through Amazon. So, uh, which is something that I've been trying doing lately except that my GameStop pre-order list is kind of long and I don't want to like have to go in there and like cancel stuff but and I want those right. freaking amiibos and <laughs> right so. I, well I, I mean I still go to GameStop and I buy games mostly the used games uh, so they got some good deals and like I said because I do my other show optional opinion um, I, I sometimes buy games out of research and I play them so I can have them for a, a good discussion and stuff and sometimes if they're still of uh, if they're too expensive in the store and they're cheaper at GameStop because even like DMC never may cry like it was cheaper on Xbox One um, where the PlayStation 4 version was still expensive and I'm just like I'm, I'm like I played this game before so I might as well just snag this up before um it gets it gets snagged up because people you know sometimes don't think about it that you know it'll be at GameStop for a while and it feels like definitely for me like when I touch a game it starts selling out and you can't find it nowhere and it's it's so weird that always happens to me so I was just like let me snag this but I still shop at GameStop uh, I got like about four of them that I visit uh, from time to time but yeah I understand the frustration yeah 
it, it my my frustration wasn't really with the store it was with the employee that has been there recently and it's just, just like i don't know i just i just need to avoid that person i guess because he was kind of rude but uh you know i i i really like mike and, and lydia they they help me out a lot and so uh i i yeah. always i always forget the other girl's name and she runs a podcast that i listen to she does a, a Nintendo podcast with her friends, and I don't. I I always forget her name. Uh, Sweet. I'm sorry. We need. We should have her on the show at some point. But, uh, yeah, uh, we've been running a little long. I know we said we were going to do a po- uh, question block this episode, but we're just going to merge the question block and the N64 conversation into one show. So that'll be the show you'll listen to on Friday, uh, and then we'll catch up on the week's news. Uh, the following yes. week. So, uh, Ed, why don't we wrap this up? Why don't we, we, yeah. had a, we had a lot of good news and discussion. I'm actually quite surprised. Yes. Uh, we uh, Natural flow. Natural natural discussion. It's because yeah. we're, we're pros at this by now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been podcasting long enough now that we, <laughs> we know what we're doing. And, and we like each other to a point, I think. I, I think I've been podcasting for five, four or five years. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's been three for me. So, well, uh, Ed, where can we find you on this great place called the internet? <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep it brief. You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, that retro code. And you guys can hear my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Also on NGR Radio. So check out the Optional Opinion. It'll take you to SoundCloud. Um, I don't have a new episode up just yet due to the fact that I'm sick at the moment. So I can't really do anything just yet. Um, but I am getting ready for the video video games. Hopefully you guys we'll be checking that out it is going to be starting the uh, second week of September and it'll be ending on September 30th um, where a special guest who will be doing the eulogy our very own Corey Derrick will be on that first week talking about handheld so please check in to that episode it was a good episode Um, Yes, yes. And I'm going to have Corey back on for part two. I mean, we'll probably yeah. ramble on, but I'm just like, I know we have a lot to say. And we didn't even, even get, we get, we didn't even get to really the bad stuff. We didn't get to talk about Game Gear really a lot. I mean, we did a little bit, but we didn't get to talk about yeah. Game Gear. We didn't get to talk about the Wonder Swan color, which was yeah terrible. So it was a good episode, <laughs> but, though. And I, I love coming on Optional Opinion because. It's just like, it's really focused, but then it's it's just like a good conversation about this really focused subject. And I yes. love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Everybody download Optional Opinion right now. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. Last but not least, also check out Arsenal X. Um, uh, I host it with Corey and with Jesse. Um, this latest episode that you got that just came up. Uh, me and Jesse were on the show talking about a lot of uh, different things. So you guys. Sh- also check that out um, last but not least uh, check out my writings on NGRRadio.com uh, some of my reviews and blogs are up 
Um, I my latest one that I wrote uh, talks about uh, can one game still sell a platform's performance? Like, can the Breath of the Wild really sell what the Switch is all about? Um, you guys should check that out and give it a read. Um, really good discussion. It's very weird on how that actually came about. Uh, I was at Larry's house uh, and he was just playing some chill, like, damn music and that literally made me just want to write and I'm just like yeah I can do this so um, yeah do check that out and hopefully uh, I'll be picking up Hellblade and picking up um, Uncharted uh, the DLC Um, I'm going to be trying to work on the Uncharted game to get that review up Uh, and uh, check out Jesse's White review on uh Hellblade. Um, I'm. I, this might seem weird, but I'm going to be trying to come from a negative perspective uh, for Hellblade um, to see a week how it could be balanced. Um, so it, it may sound weird, but you'll you'll understand why I'm coming from that. But yeah, that's it for right now. Nice. Yeah. Um, yes. Also, before I plug my stuff, Ed and I are planning something. Uh, well, actually, the whole NGR crew is planning something. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this daily thing that we're working on. Uh, it's uh, yes, it's gonna be an experiment. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough, but I think it's I think it's gonna be worth it. But uh, yes. we'll we'll have more on that later. But you know, I, I, I think it's a good idea. And when I get back, we're also going to record the second half of the first season of Let's Pod and Play. Yes. So, hey, let's pod and play. So uh, I know you guys have been waiting for it. I've gotten I've gotten some messages asking where it's at. I'm sorry, it's coming. I promise. Yeah. I promise yeah. it's coming. We just we've been very very busy and and. So, uh, but anyways, you can find me at Corey and UHD on Twitter. You can find me at Corey and HD on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Nintendo power block. Uh, download us on iTunes, uh, iTunes, Google play stitcher and shout engine. Uh, you know, you can find the show every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m on your feed and on our YouTube page, please subscribe uh, to our YouTube. Uh, I'm I'm working on some new stuff for the show while I'm on vacation. I know I'm supposed to be on vacation, but this is stuff I've been wanting to do and I haven't had time for it. And me being on vacation, I will have the time to do it because I'll be relaxing and get to design stuff and do some cool things. So uh, look for that. And uh, I think I think that's it. Uh, you can email the show your questions at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. We want to answer your questions. So, uh, hope you're excited for Friday's episode because we're talking all about the Nintendo 64 Classic and we have some questions from you, the viewers, uh, to answer, which there's some pretty interesting ones, Ed. I'm excited. So, uh, yes. thank you so much for watching. And until Friday, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Gosh, you sound so sick. I'm sorry. <laughs>